At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Here's an, a great ick for you. If you want an ick, just sit there on the couch and like this person's like playing guitar and trying to serenade you like with their song or like a cover song. Uh-huh. Uh. <laughs> like it's just like the face there you're just like like do I smile do I not like do I look <laughs> Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome back to another episode of The Gals Guide. We are a dating and lifestyle podcast. I'm Hannah. I'm the one in a steady, healthy relationship. And I'm Emily. I'm the one who's perpetually single that constantly dates toxic men. Welcome, welcome to, to our, our podcast. podcast. <laughs> we finally know what the show is about. We've been doing this show since 2019, and you guys finally know what we're talking about now. We finally know what we're talking about now. Yeah, it's been a while, you know, yeah. but here we are. We're we're growing. We're going from beautiful little caterpillars to beautiful little butterflies. Complete metamorphosis change. <laughs> here in 2021. Here in 2021. I mean, we can only go up from here. We Let's can be real. Only grow. The 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 the, the, the bar is so low. It's so low. <laughs> It's below the doormat. Like, it's that little rubber thing that you put under doormats to keep them from sliding around. That's what I feel like we're at right now. Yes, but mm-hmm. it's looking up. 2021 is already looking up, you know. Look, we're just going to go ahead and jump into story time this week because I teased about this on the Instagram. If you don't follow us on Instagram, you definitely should. At yeah, the like, Guy Pod. what are you doing? Uh, so I teased about this a little bit in our most recent post that I had some tea to uncover for you guys. And honestly, like, it's just so large that I kind of want to just dive into it. I wasn't sure if I was going to talk about it at first, but you know what? Fuck it. Like, honestly, that's my mentality to this whole thing is just fuck it. Um, so my last day of 2020 obviously had to go out with a bang. I thought we were going to have a very peaceful end to the year, but... Then again, this was the worst year of my entire life, and I'm sure for all of you guys as well. So, you know, obviously the last day could not be boring. Um, and in, in fact, it was not. I am literally sitting there at work, like doing work and everything. I go to check my phone to see what time it is, and I have an email from the doctor not yeah. just not to my own personal email. No, I got the email too. He, he emailed the podcast, hello at the galsguy.com. Like he full like here's the thing. So he emailed me and I first off went into a full-fledged panic attack. Like I just the thought of seeing his name uh just sent me over the edge. I didn't I honestly I didn't think it was from him at first. I, I thought it was spam. At first, I, or like somebody like trying to be funny. Or... I was like, I thought someone because I, I thought someone figured out that my film was about him and was like blackmailing me or something. <laughs> like my last thought was him emailing me. Like oh, that was yeah. my very last thought. Uh, and so like I go to check uh, the email. First off, I saw the text message from Hannah where she was like. 
an email to the podcast. Like, what are you? I was trying to warn you, and then I was also like, should I put it in a folder that says "Do not read"? Like, no, what do I do with no, this? No, Gmail went ahead and just sent that one straight through my notifications, uh, and I literally went to the bathroom at work and like was shaking so much I had to sit down on the bathroom floor, which is disgusting. Uh, but like, I just was so unstable at the time, just because. I, I hadn't spoken to this man since we broke up in August of 2019. That's how long it's been since we have spoken. Not a single word has been exchanged. Any social media platform I have found him on, I have completely blocked him. So there's literally no way for you to contact me except Except through the podcast. podcast. That's the thing. So you're probably wondering, like, what did he email you about? Like, was it like an apology? (laughs) Of course not. Of course it was never an apology. Not one word in that entire email had the word sorry in it at all. It was, yes, it was about my film, which if you're not aware, I am making a short film called All We Were that is reflective of my previous relationship with the doctor. Um, It is inspired of. It's not completely based off of. I want to make that perfectly clear as well. And nor is it a film that villainizes him in a way either. Um, It does show negative traits that he did do in the relationship but it's not completely solely based off of me and him like i am a creative writer like yeah. i am a screenwriter i yeah. did have creativity with mm-hmm. it and have my own um creative liberties with it but um it also shows like how my character as well isn't the best either neither one of them is the hero they're both the villains in this story um and i definitely could have made him a villain but i didn't but he found out about it through someone uh and guess they connected the dots and everything uh i know who was the person i i i know who the person was that did it um it's very obvious but yeah he found out about it and at first he was you know what why don't i just pull up the email actually hold on we i'll can just refer do that to, we can refer to the actual mm-hmm. uh, let me just refer to the actual documentation um the, the, the evidence the words the fact that i log into gmail and his name is the, still the first thing i see just pisses me off somebody send us an email please that please flood my inbox, <laughs> flood our inbox please. <laughs> i don't care send us pictures of your dog i'm happy with that um he he was self-aware enough to realize how a message from him will come off but he asked that i hear him out um, and it'll have a more of an optimistic tone. So I'm thinking, ooh, an apology, because still to this day, I have not got a single apology or a single count of him holding accountability um, for his actions and our relationship. Um, nevertheless, that did not happen. Um, he wanted to inform me that he uh, got COVID, which he's a doctor. So like, I'm not surprised. It's not like he went out there and probably he may have, but I don't think he did. He's, yeah. he's a doctor. Anyways. Um, and basically like he's back like on antidepressants, which I will say I am happy that he is. I'm happy that he is back to being medicated. I know he did not like that. Um, and you know, he started therapy. So good for you for doing that. However, I don't see why I needed to be informed of your revelations because that's all it really was was just him identifying the revelations that he had had and how and telling like, you because you care so yeah. much um oh and wanted to give me research about it too because he felt like here was the thing it wasn't like i'm telling you this is why i am for personal reasons like because i feel like you deserve an explanation as to why i acted the way i did for you to have closure it was no i think you should know this information because it might help your film out because you know i fucking asked for your damn opinion about my own motherfucking film that i have won a master's degree and like i don't need your opinion no one ever asked it for you and i'm 
tired of all these straight white men inserting their opinions onto my film when I've never asked for any of them. And the last person I'm going to ask for advice for is going to be the doctor. Let's just make that perfectly clear right now. But basically, he went to therapy and found out that he had fearful avoidant attachment, which, sweetheart, I could have saved you 200 bucks and told you that myself. Um, I kind of knew that already, and I knew you had daddy issues. Um, didn't need... You didn't need a therapist to tell you that. I could have done that for you. Yeah. Um, but, you know, go ahead. Waste your money. That's fine. You need a better therapist because clearly they're not doing the job. Um, you need to fire them because clearly you also have narcissistic tendencies because this entire email was about him. Not once is it about me or an apology or remorse or it's just excuses. Like, it's literally all he still makes it all about him. He is such a narcissist. And like, this is my thing. He is such a narcissist that he thought this email was a good idea. He literally had the idea, heard about my film, heard about my film, which one, you still give a shit about me. Otherwise, like, how else would this person who doesn't really know me personally that I know knows about our relationship apparently now and knows this was able to connect the dots of this film was about me and him. Clearly, you're still talking about me. Clearly, you're still obsessed with me. Love my fans. Um, we know you probably fans. <laughs> we know you listen to the podcast still because you gave me a little winky face in the email. So hey, what's up? Um, let me just talk straight to you then. Um, you sat. He sat down. He had this idea for this email. Thought, ooh, I'm gonna reach out to her. Saw probably that I've blocked him on every social media. Saw that I've blocked his number and everything. Has no way of actually contacting me, motherfucker. I blocked you on fucking Venmo. Like, I blocked your ass on Vimo. And Spotify, right? On Spotify. Yeah. I blocked you on everything. There is literally no way. I found, I, when, TikTok doc, when TikTok got downloaded, which was after our relationship, I made, I made sure I found your name and blocked you on TikTok. Like, you ain't, there's no way you get in contact with me, all right? And thinks, oh, I remember her podcast. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a email her podcast. He sits down. He has the idea for the film. He sits down to find the email for the podcast. He then signs in to Gmail. He then types in hello at the galsguypod.com. He then types this entire email and this entire time he's still thinking this is a fantastic idea. This like you're you're doing all this shit and you're signing your name and saying happy fucking new year and you're still thinking this, this is, is a great idea. idea. Yeah. This she she wants to hear this. This is this is the email. This is the closure she needs. But no. Like the all the thing, the only thing that he has going for him is the audacity. <laughs> like, that's the that's the only thing. This boy is a doctor. And he is smart, but he is dumb as fuck at the same time. Like I, you would think if I blocked you on everything, why the fuck would I want to get an email from you? That should take a sign. I never want to speak to you ever again. And yes, you may be bitter because he wasn't thrilled about the film at first, which. I don't care. Um, you're just bitter that heartbreak pays bills. Um, and you lose, I win. And that's another thing, ladies, too. Even the ones you don't think are going to come back, give them a fucking year. They're still going to try and come back. That's the thing. I'm like, you wanted one last chance to have power over me. And, oh, yeah. And I mean, like, he waited until the last day. The literal last day. The literal day. last day the of 2020. The literal, like, down to the like, wire. Like, I'm not going to let you enjoy your New Year's Eve, like... Like you thought you had you had you didn't see me all at twenty twenty. You think I'm gonna let that slide? Nah. I'm like, don't you're trying to have a power move. And I'm not no. Like you are bitter that I'm using the platform and telling everybody about the all the bullshit you put me through and you want me to stop. 
But no, or you want to assert your opinions because you want to have some control over it in some way possible. My thing that got on my nerves was the most was like, um, he said, because <laughs> I'm going to read this verbatim because I don't give a shit. Um, he said, I came to realize that what I thought was normal was actually a fearful avoidant attachment strategy that came to end a lot of my relationships, sometimes for better, sometimes for worse. And I'm like, yeah, for this one, it was for the better for me. Because yeah. I'm so happy that I'm not with you ever again. And, like, I know, like, my mom, I told her about it and everything. She's like, what if she, he, like, comes into, like, the store or something, like, where we work, like, where I work and everything. I'm like, if he is, has any ounce of human decency, which clearly he doesn't by this email, um, he wouldn't because I'm about to slap the shit out of him if he does. <laughs> that is a threat. Uh, I do not care. Uh, I will get a restraining order against him. I'm not afraid to do that either because uh, I literally never want to hear from you ever again. You were supposed to be face blind, sir. I was hoping you would forget my face. <laughs> forget forget me. <laughs> forget me, please. Like, God, like, have, like, I don't know, like, please just erase my memory. If Eternal Sunshine or the Spotless Mind was a real movie, I, would ha- I wouldn't have him erased from me because, like, that was character development. I'm not going to lie. But if I could erase myself from his head, happily would. Um. And then I had, like, a sad realization moment the other day um, that, like, my entire time with him, I was like, I just didn't want to be forgotten. <laughs> and now you do. And now I do. Um, clearly, I wasn't, though. And, like, there was part of me, like, when we were in a relationship, and I've talked about this many times in the podcast, where I was, like, part of me, like, wanted to think that I could fix him in a way. And it's like, hmm, you had, like, a breakdown and thought of me, thought about my film, and decided to go to therapy. So maybe in a way, I finally got through to you. It took you losing me, though, for you to do that. So don't always think that losing them is the end of it. That's just, like, my little two cents. Um, it was a wild ride, y'all. But, like, on the last... Like, I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? I was, like, so stressed and, like, panicked at first just because, like, I have so much PTSD. And that's the thing. Old me... I'm talking about this on our podcast as a public forum because I want you guys to know what it's like for somebody who has like clinically diagnosed like PTSD from a relationship um, to know what this is like to deal with and everything like that. Because I know that I'm not the only person that's had ever had to deal with oh, this. No. And I want you guys yeah. to know that you're not alone. Um, and it's also entertainment. I know as well too. And you guys are invested and, in, relationships that we are in as well um and it's all a part of our brand and everything but i would never personally reply to his email because um i'm not giving him that personal validation or anything like that he can think whatever he probably thinks that this is my personal reply to him and that like you know he won or whatever you didn't um you never will I am a lot better person than I was when I met you. I'm more sure of myself than I was when I met him. And um, I'm, I don't let him have that power and fear over me. Like, do I ever want to see him? Obviously not. But I'm not going to ever cower in fear anymore if I ever was to run into him. It just makes me more furious that you want to take the time out of your day to disturb my peace that I've worked a whole year to have without you. And I've moved on. I've made great more friendships. I've been in more romantic relationships. And I've seen what love truly is like with other people. And you have the audacity to disturb my pace. How dare you? How fucking dare you? Like, no, that's not that's not chill. And you should never should tolerate that. And I would say ne- for me, like, I'm not going to apply to that because 
I'm not going to give you that satisfaction. Like, yeah. if anything, if you want to do anything for me, fucking donate to my film. That's what you should do. Pay me. Pay me for the trauma. Give me pay the money. me. Pay up. You owe me money for how shitty you treated me. That's what you fucking owe me if you owe me anything. Not an explanation. Not an apology. Money. Cash, baby. <laughs> that is what you owe me. <laughs> I support this. <laughs> you didn't know you were going to walk into 2021 and get a rant from Emily. What's up, baby? <laughs> Like we said, 2020 wasn't going to... I ain't taking no more bullshit. Yeah. I ain't taking any more <laughs> bullshit. Nah, man, we over that shit. Um, clearly. Like, I'm just like... And I, like, texted the actor because he's in the film with me and everything. And um, he was just like, what the actual fuck? Like, I did not see that coming at all. I'm like, you didn't see it coming. Hannah didn't see it coming. I fucking didn't see it coming. I like, opened our email and I was just like, what? Like, I've literally always joked about, like, how guys always come back, which every guy I've ever dated has come back. Um, <laughs> now. Yeah. But I was like, that was the thing. I was like, if, if anyone's never going to come back, it's he's never going to come back. He's never going to try and contact me. He wants to be done with me. He, like, never wants to speak to me ever again. He probably thinks I'm crazy. Blah, 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 blah. Looky here, buddy. Uh, so, yeah. That's yeah. the tea, ladies. Mm-hmm. That is the tea. That is the motherfucking tea. Like, literal. The, literal. like, piping hot. Like, steaming. Spicy. Boiling. Spicy like, tea. It's a chai ice. A chai. Chai. <laughs> chai tea. <laughs> it's a chai tea. It's got all the spices up in here. But, yeah. Like, he literally just thought, like, that was a thing, too. I think he he started his opinion was, like, I think, like, people should know more about, like, these attachment issues. Um, and it could really help your film. And I'm like, motherfucker. I already beat you to the motherfucking punch. I was already doing that, sweetie. Don't think you're that smart. Sit back down. Let the grown-ups take care of this, okay? Okay. Like, ah! It just pisses me off. It was just a, hum- he was like, a humble brag. Yeah, it literally was. It's like, look at how well I'm doing. I know I did all these bad things and I got COVID, but look at how mature I am now. Congratulations. You can, you can, you can be a knowledge, you can acknowledge your trauma. You can, and that, that's the thing too. It's not his fault for all the trauma that he went through. He went through some serious trauma in his childhood. Yeah. I'm not going to ever fucking deny that. It's not his fault for that trauma. It's his fault for how he takes care of that trauma and how that trauma affects other people in his life and takes responsibility for it. And that's the thing. You can say you have, you, I have identified these issues and everything, but I, I don't see you taking accountability for them and how I'm pointing out, like, I did this wrong and everything like that. I've had to move on without an apology from you. If my ass was like two years ago, yeah, I would reply to this email and be like, that's great for you. I'm glad you're able to acknowledge that. I've also been able to acknowledge the fact that you gave me complex um, post-traumatic stress disorder. You've given me trauma i can't look at love and relationships and intimacy the same way ever again because of you and i'm now having to deal with that too it's not my fault for that to how i view all those things now but it is my fault for how i deal with those things and how they go into my new relationships right and i had to take accountability for like my ptsd and everything like that i now i had to run scared of a five foot seven ginger man for all of 20 19 <laughs> because i was afraid any fucking green chevy malibu i saw on the street with the tennessee license plate was you sir so um yeah you you can't just because you like you're aware of your the, your trauma doesn't give you an excuse to go out and do nothing about it yeah nor does it change what he did no and now it doesn't do until you take accountability and apologize and try to do better by this person and doing better for me would be leaving me the fuck alone Mm-hmm. Point blank. Mic drop. 
Boom. There you are. So, yeah. That's my story time of the week. <laughs> Hannah, how was your past week? How was your Christmas? It was great. It was just fabulous. And I just got to be on sidelines uh, of... <laughs> Of the whole disaster that was. Aren't you glad you you are the one that's in a healthy relationship? Yes. My boyfriend and I talk about this all the time, how we're so thankful we don't have to do it anymore. <laughs> I saw him on New Year's Eve and I was like, did she tell you about my day? And he was just like, oh He's my. like, I still don't like him. I still, you were like, I hate him. Like, I hate him. Like, I actually hate him. I was like, but I still hate him. But I like, but I hate him. I, you were like, I see where he's trying to be nice. But still, fuck him. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, like, I sent it to my friends, and they were all like, shut the fuck up. Like, everybody was surprised. And they were like, wow, he is an actual psychopath. I'm like, yeah. So, I mean, to think that you wanted to read an email like that. Like, he should never be bothering Just you. Just don't. Do, he not, should never bother you. Literally, do not disturb my peace. Yeah. Like. Yeah. First off, you should never disturb my peace if you didn't want me. Second of all, you made it clear that you do not want me, so leave me the fuck alone. Even after we broke up, I would never have taken him back. Like, right. Because uh, I saw like how if, bad you treated yeah. me. But like, if he was going to reach out, it would have. It should have been then, not it a, been a like, year and a half later. Yeah, it, no. No. It should have been have, like, it's been last crickets. New Year's Eve. Yeah. It and it should have been like, you know, if anything, like, I see, I'm now aware of why I did, how I acted, why I did what I did. And I could acknowledge that I made things difficult for you and caused you pain when um, I shouldn't have. And I really just I I hope that you genuinely take my apology and I'm truly sorry for what I did to you. And um, I can understand if you don't want to hear from me, but I just wanted to get that off my chest and let you know that I, you know, I see what I've done. I've seen the harm I've caused and I just I wish I could take it back and I'm sorry that I can't. Um, but I'm letting you know that I'm aware that I did this and I want to do better by you. And if you never want to hear from me again, then you never have to. That would have been an appropriate email. And I would have been like, last year, <laughs> last year. Yeah. Last year. Yeah. I would or have been maybe like, maybe now, I mean, if it took him that long, but yeah. like, if you, if it took you getting fucking COVID to have a wake up call or whatever. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I just, I was like, oh, he boy. used your film as a way to. Yeah communicate and i'm like and that's the thing i'm like we mentioned it to your boyfriend he was just like if i can't get a hold of you via text message through instagram i gotta fucking email you she don't want to fucking hear from me like i'm not gonna reply like that's the thing like clearly if you gotta email someone through their business account they don't want to hear from they you. They do not want to hear from they you, really, They really don't. They really don't. There's a reason you're blocked on fucking Venmo of, out of everything. I never want to see your number, your face, your name ever again. I blocked your mom on Facebook. Like, bruh. Clearly. Clearly, I don't want anything to do with you. I don't, I, I don't care well, what happens to you. You know, we just leave it. Leave it in 20. We left it in 2020. <laughs> leave him in fucking 2020. Leave him in fucking. No, I left him in fucking 2019. You left him in 2019. He needs to leave you in 2020. Like he needs to just not ever. And that's the thing. I think back to. I've never watched Grey's Anatomy all my life. So I've seen like two episodes. Take this with a grain of fucking salt. I've just seen the clip where like 
Patrick Dempsey's character confronts Meredith Grey about, like, how, like, she, like, was a slut after, like, they broke up and everything like that. And, like, calls her, like, a slut and everything. And she's like, you don't get to judge me for the things that you broke or whatever. Whatever the fucking live is. It's a great line. Um, But it's like, you don't get to judge me for how I fix what you broke. Mm. And that's the thing, too. You don't get to judge me for this film. You don't have any fucking say over if I make this film, how the narrative is of you in this film. Nothing like that. You have no say in how I use my feelings to cope with what you destroyed because this was how I had to fix it because you broke me and you changed everything for me, how I view relationships. And I've had to go through intense therapy and everything for it to get past it. And you don't get a say, this is the one thing in life. You are not going to have control over the narrative. Sorry, buddy. Move the fuck on. You act like a villain. You're going to get treated like a fucking villain. And people love villains. And heartbreak pays bills, like Tovlov says. So, yeah. Um, other than that, um, I've been watching a lot of TV lately. <laughs> we love TV. We love it. I feel like these, like last week we didn't post an episode because we wanted to kind of have like the last week of the podcast off. And... We were both binging, like, a ton of, like, new shows and series and everything. What have you been watching lately? I feel like I've heard you watch a lot of different things. Well, uh, Gossip Girl sadly left. Oh, yeah, it's on HBO Max. Sadly left Netflix in 2020. Oh, my God, your office show also Also, left. Also, The Office left Netflix. Um, It's fine. It is what it is. Uh, So I'll be moving to HBO Max to finish Gossip Girl because I got to, like, season two episode 17 i just like i couldn't do it there's six seasons they're so long they're like 22 episodes like yeah, they're, they're, yeah. it's just really long so yeah. um luckily i have hbo max so it's really not that big of a deal and i have the office on dvd so again not that big of a deal oh my God. <laughs> but uh you recommended bridgerton yes did i, I did. say it Bridgerton, Bridgerton, yeah, yeah. I um, saw I saw the trailer for it like on netflix and i was like oh this is like pride and prejudice meets gossip girl uh i'm on the end of episode two is so it's really good so far okay. i'm not like super far into it um i've also been watching evil i've heard which of that is one. really good um it's like a psychologist that works with the catholic church and they like go in and do all of these like they determine if someone's like possessed or if they're like having like psycho like psych- psychiatric issues oh, um wow. and like why they commit these crimes like it's really interesting okay i'm watching that with blaine so i can't watch it by myself which is See, really really difficult that's for one me. perk of not being in a relationship is that i can watch shows i can binge it all in one night or two if i need to yeah 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 so uh so that's why i have my other show to watch with myself no he makes me watch anime with him i should make him watch this with me but it's Honestly, fine um yeah so that's kind of what i've been watching nothing too too crazy about you um so i was like ooh. Let's spend the last week of 2020 binge watching the most saddest show on the planet, uh, which is now like my favorite show on the planet. It's called Normal People. It's come out a while, and I've heard like, so many people like on different podcasts talking about it. And I knew I was going to love it because it's based off a book by Sally Rooney, and I've been always wanting to read the book, but I never had a chance. And I vaguely knew what the show was about and i was like i really want to watch this show but this is the thing when i know that i'm gonna love something i just read a little bit about it i will hesitate watching it because i'm always afraid it's not gonna live up to how amazing i think it is that's why it took me forever to watch a portrait of lady on fire um i still have there's this one um movie 
that I want to watch on Hulu. It's nothing big or anything. It's literally called The Year of Spectacular Men, but I feel like it's similar to something that I've written before, so that's why I haven't wrote it, because I don't want to watch it and then not want to continue the story that I've tried to write. So, like, there's different reasons why I don't watch stuff, just mainly because of hype and things like that. But I was like, fuck it, let's just watch normal people. And I knew it was a love story, but oh my god, is the saddest fucking thing I've ever watched. I don't think I watched a single episode without crying. I know. I, I was getting Snapchats, like live Snapchats of her just like crying. <laughs> there's one episode. Okay, like it is about this couple and spoilers, like go ahead and skip like 10 minutes, 15 minutes ahead if you are wanting to watch this show because I'm going to talk about it a little bit. But if um you're not interested it's fine i'm gonna leave i know you still want to watch it with your boyfriend so yes. i'm not gonna spoil it too much don't spoil it too much um but it is about i'm not gonna tell you how it ends okay t- yeah, yeah don't don't worry um because it's huh. <laughs> um it's about this couple um that they met in high school and it's over the past like 20 years of their life i would say 10 maybe um it's really hard to tell because they don't ever mention dates. You just kind of go off of this like where they are like in high school college and then after college mm-hmm. kind of thing um and they meet in high school and it's just about their on and off relationship i feel like it would vary a lot to um your it's it's similar to how like you and blaine's the course of y'all's relationship was but it's nothing of like i don't feel like that's the emotional intensity and some minor toxicity that i had it the dynamic of it bears more resemblance to me and my relationships um of how like timing's just never right, and one person is always chasing after the other kind of thing. It's, I mean, it's a little bit like yeah. This, I was but, gonna like, say that sounds a lot like. But you're nothing like Marianne. I identify. He might Blaine might identify a little bit with Connell because I will say, um, I feel like Blaine how he was in high school is very much how Connell was. Like he just wanted to seem like he just didn't care about anything, but like deep down he cared so much yeah. about everything. Yeah, and cared so much about this girl. And in high school, he tries to act like he doesn't care about her and everything like that. Right, like, she's you know he's whatever too cool she's whatever she's just another girl on his list yeah 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 um but like as like the, they get older and everything like that like you see more of like you know struggle with depression and stuff like that more marianne is a character that i don't feel like you you don't bear any resemblance to i feel like i bear a lot of resemblance to minus the abusive parent aspect of it um but just her outlook on love it's was very similar to how i used to view love where it was just like um becoming so obsessed with people and being codependent and then never feeling like you're good enough and feeling like you're unlovable everything like that and that's one thing her character struggles with is just feeling like she is unlovable Mm -hmm. and just wants to be used by people because that's the only way she knows love kind of thing so it's not really that happy of a show just want to preface that very sad um (laughs) very sad but like you see them date other people um in the meantime and see how hard it is for the other person and it's different it's always different because every episode is not always from both their perspectives sometimes the episode's all from connell's point of view sometimes it's all from marianne's point of view but it's very it's very intimate and there's a lot of sex there's a lot of nudity um but i don't think i would be into it if there wasn't because the story and the emotional intensity it's already at is so intimate that you almost feel like you're like the camera movement that I really do with all the sex scenes is almost just like we didn't want to like do like too much with it. They just wanted to be there, be present with them in that moment because it's so intimate of sex scenes. I've never seen any. I've never seen a more intimate like scene like that. Um, and the there's one episode, it's an episode two, where 
it's her first time um, having sex. It's not his. And he, like, it's just a hookup. But, like, he, like, asked, like, like if it's okay. Like, it's very consensual about it. And mm-hmm. I was just, like, f- I was blown away by that part alone. And yeah. almost started crying because I was, like, you don't see that enough in yeah. film and TV. No, definitely not. And it was, it just made the moment more beautiful and how he was just more patient and gentle with her that... I was just blown away by that. And I was just like, oh, my God. There would just be certain moments that there would just be high intensity of him, like, you know, one of them just saying, like, I love you. And it's just like, oh, my God. <laughs> There's this, like, one part, like, I feel like Marianne's, like, love language is physical touch. And it's definitely not Connell's. And there is one moment, like, this entire time building up to it that, like, he's never, like, touched her in public. And he, like, puts his arm around her at one point, And you're just like, oh, my God. Like, you finally <laughs> I'm just like, wow, the fact that you built that up to me having this emotional reaction, brilliant writing. So, like, that, like, if you are just, if you are someone who loves plot, you are not going to like this show at all because there really isn't any. It's, if you don't get it at its emotional core, you probably won't like it. Like, you have to be able to connect with one of the characters or just be an empathetic and emotional person to where you're just like, I... I'm invested in this couple. I want to know if they're going to make it, if they're ever going to be together. Right, um, yeah. And how their lives are impacted. Because there's some moments where they're in a really, both of them are in really dark places. And you're just like, are they going to get out of this? Like, and just, you, you're you just almost like empathetic. Like, no, like, you don't deserve this. Like, be better. Like, just you're rooting for them. I've never rooted for two characters so hard. And I'm just like... I was literally like on my bed, just in a ball of tears, crying. I was like, <laughs> I'm just like it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's, it's fine. fine, it's fine, <laughs> it's okay. They're, they're they said us up, they're okay. <laughs> so yeah, um, if you just really want to cry, highly recommend. And I was watching it like during a fucking cancer full moon, which is like prone to making people cry and be emotional to begin with. So yeah, I walked out my room. My mom was just like, "Are you okay?" I was like, "I'm watching normal people." And I didn't ever know I could cry this much. I didn't um, know I could cry this much. <laughs> but here I am in a puddle of tears. It's fine. Went through a whole roll of tissue paper. It's okay. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Um, it sounds really good. I w- I binged it in two days. I would watch it all again, all the way through, because it wow. was so good. Like I would watch. Like I don't rewatch a lot of shows. No, you don't. Um, I would rewatch that one again just because it was so beautiful. Um, and then I also watched um a teacher. Which mm-hmm. I was hesitant to watch it first because I knew it was about um, a student-teacher relationship. And, like, I still don't know how I feel about it. Um, at first, I'll be completely honest. Again, if you want to watch this, go ahead and skip more 10 minutes ahead. <laughs> but um, it was interesting because I don't like shows or plot points where you are romanticizing like a teenager fetishizing a teenager and teacher um kid romances like i didn't really ever love ezra and aria together in pretty little liars it was hard to see her as a high school student though. it was yeah i would say because lucy hill like none of them look like high school students and that was the thing too with a teacher like i i kept having to remind myself that he's supposed to be 17 years old even though the guy who's in it who was also in love simon i forget his name but he looks like 21 like it was hard for me to remember that he was supposed to be 17. I was like, he's 17. He's 17. He's 17. Yeah. This is wrong. She's a fucking teacher. Kate they Mara's should really cast people that actually look the age. Well, like, then, like, with the subject matter, I don't think you can because 
and it's also child labor laws as well too because oh. they're still a minor so gotcha, like gotcha, gotcha, it's gotcha. just it costs more because of production and like they can't work it's just hours. so hard to remember that they're like it you see it I like, mean, but like even gossip time, girl could, they don't could, look high school oh, no i feel like i could still play a high schooler though like you because, would still look like an older high schooler yeah yeah, yeah. um but I think they were kind of doing that a little bit for you to kind of root for this relationship at yeah. some points. And there were some points where I was like, I was. And I was like, felt sorry for her because it's a female teacher hitting on a male student. And I was like, no, this is illegal. <laughs> like, No. And she kept very much. She's like, he's 18 now. I'm like, I don't care. I don't care if he's You're his teacher. 20. You are a teacher. Yeah. You are a teacher. You are a 30-year-old teacher. This is an abuse of power. This is abuse. And, um... Like, it was very much shorter than I expected. I expected their relationship to be longer, mm-hmm. but it was only, like, two episodes. Like, they really highlight that. And most of it's before and then aftermath of it. Oh, okay. And, gotcha. like, she does go to jail. Like, just FYI, she does go to jail. Um, but this whole time, he feels sorry for her. And You're probably guilty. He feels, yeah, he does. Like, he feels like it's his fault. And I'm like, no, sweetie. Like, it's not. I do like at the beginning of every episode, they do preface, like, if you know somebody who's in a situ- similar situation. Um, well, the first they, they preface, they do a trigger warning that, like, this is going to contain, um, a sec- like, sexual experiences with a- an adult abusing a minor and also grooming and conditioning um, a minor. Um, just so you know. And at the end of every episode, they said, if you know somebody in a similar situation, please go to this website for, like, um resources and everything so i do like they do that yeah but um yeah like at the end of the like the last episode so spoiler um (laughs) the last episode like it's been like their 10-year reunion and uh like it's a 10-year high school reunion and he's been having to go through like intense therapy and everything like he's finally moved on with his life but he's still you can tell he's still super depressed he was depressed severely afterwards as well too and she meets up with him and like she's like married to a rich guy now and like she's out of jail she's married to a rich guy like she drives a tesla like she has a family and everything like you it's an unfair situation because you see that this person the rapist um because it was rape it was not like it was consensual but like it's still like an abuse of power because you're grooming the person to yeah um when it's that big of an age difference and you are a person of authority yeah it's 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 not consensual yeah and i think the reason i don't like those relationships is lots because i know somebody personally who was in a similar situation with a teacher um when we were in middle school so like it, it personally like pisses me off and like they try to make you feel sorry for her because you see her like trying to apply for a job and like one of the moms in towns is like she's a sexual predator like don't you hire her blah blah blah, blah. and i'm like no like that mom has every fucking right to be pissed off at you trying to um just trying to i get it like you should like help like you know people like that when they get a job but like you were literally like a sexual predator like you have to be on a sex offenders list now like yeah. you realize that like no i would not want a sex offender working at my lululemon either <laughs> <laughs> but like um yeah and then the, when she goes to like they meet up after the 10-year reunion um he has finally come into his own power i think and i love that and i love the fact that it was also a female teacher and a male student because that is a dynamic you don't see a lot more and i think that's why people also um it's very much easier for you to root for the female teacher because it is a woman um but it's still an abuser like she's still it's still not a good thing i don't care um and 
she like is trying to be like, you know, like I'm sorry, blah, 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 blah. But like, it's not easy for me either. It's me, 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 me. Like I can just, I can't get a job. You, I'm just one Google, Google click away from everybody knowing that I can't go to PTA meetings. I can't be involved in my child's lives at school because of my criminal history, blah, 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 blah. He's just like, you realize I had to deal with this for the rest of my life. And he makes one line that I love because when he was in high school, his brother was like seven or so. And he goes home to visit his brother and his brother's 17 now. And he tells the girl, he's like, Claire, I just saw my brother who's 17 now, the same age I was when I met you. And I see how, and I can't help but notice how young he looks. Like, it's just like, ew. Like, that's (laughs) nothing. What 30 year old woman wants to sleep with a 17 year old boy? Someone who is inexperienced, immature, illegal, like all the I words. Why <laughs> the I words? <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand it. I, I'm sorry. Okay, I digest. I, I, di- I, I digest. digest. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> this is just Emily goes on a tangent episode today um, for about thirty minutes. But um, yeah, that was um, my TV watching experience yeah. lately. Sounds like two opposite ends of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I watch a, t- a teacher. Like if you. Watch Want it, but <laughs> yeah. I don't. I'm not going to recommend it. I'm not going to recommend it point blank because I don't encourage shows that are like that. I will say though, like if you are somebody who has been in a narcissistic, abusive situation, um, I did relate a lot to Eric's character, um, and could sympathize with his character a yeah. lot, mm-hmm. um, because there's a lot of the points where he is super depressed. And he just wants to feel something and he just becomes like an adrenaline junkie at some points because she's out of jail and he like wants to win her back. But she's just like, no, get the fuck out of my life kind of thing. And so like he's just left with nothing. And so he's just trying to feel something again. Um, and even that that means him getting hurt or him being exposed to like these really horrible things, what a lot of people do when they're in those situations. Um I think if you want something that you can relate to in that way, if you've ever gone through that, it is a good show because I was able to finally see a character like that. Um, and I see it from a male perspective as well, too, and was able to root for that character. But, yeah. Yeah. Well. That all ties in to our episode today. I promise you we were talking about leaving him and 2020. I've seen all the bitches on TikTok being like, if he doesn't text me by like 11.59 on New Year's Eve, I am leaving him in 2020, which we fully agree with and we are going to get into that very quickly and we're going to learn how to set your own boundaries and stick to them and really stick to them and how to know how to establish those like in your new relationships when yeah. you're meeting new people because clearly the people we're leaving behind in 2020 can't stick to those boundaries and can't respect our boundaries so we're going to find new people in 2020 and so for our captivations of the week yes we haven't even <laughs> done that yet because we wanted to tell you guys about our uh, crazy. There's just been so just much been going too on. Many things like, happening. We didn't I, have an episode last week. So like, sorry, we got to catch you guys up. <laughs> so um, my captivation is probably what everybody has been loving in 2020 because quarantine, COVID, you know, all the things is uh, sweat sets. Um, right now, my favorite is from what we said podcast merch. They had a white sweat set. Um, We're obsessed with Chasey and Chasey. <laughs> That's their that's their couple name. That's their couple name. That's their couple name. We're obsessed with Chelsea and Jacy. Chasey, yeah, um, yeah. So the sweatshirt's real cute. It says like that's going to be a no for me, and then the sweatpants just say nope. But I've also been seeing other people 
like JC and Maddie from OK Sis podcast with the sweat sets from Aritzia. Okay, girl, and I'm I, in love with Aritzia, so I, I'm here. I want one. Um, the colors are great. They're like very neutral. I'm sure that it's a pretty penny. Oh, it, of course it is. Um, so that might be like a birthday thing um, mm-hmm. from like, I don't know, Blaine. Hint, <laughs> hint. If you're not going to get me a ring, get me a oh sweatshirt. Oh my God. I told you I manifested I this for the holidays. That he like low key admitted to proposing to me in 2021, I would just like to say. I, told I you caught I him. This. I manifested. I caught this. him in a. I manifested question. on. I said. I said to him. I said. So, are you going to propose to me this year? He said. I don't want to. Not ruining the surprises. Oh my god! And I was like, mm-hmm. So what mm-hmm. we're going to do is we're going to sign him up for the Tiffany Company, um, Jared's, Zales, I need to, all like, their newsletters. What I need to just do is just like bump. He's already at like a month into dating. He asked me to send it, him pictures of my like dream ring. So I just need to do that again. This is not normal expectations. Please do not um, think that that's what okay, your boyfriend should do. Everyone. They've been dating for like centuries. Um, I just want to preface that. I've known him for that. like 11 years. I just so. want to preface that. Um, this has been an on and off relationship and they finally decided, hey, let's give this one a try this time. Um, that should not be an expectation you have it's for not. every person. Everybody it's else not. will think you're crazy. But also like I sent him the pictures a month and I still don't have a ring on my finger. So <laughs> therefore, maybe the expectation is actually reality and it's fine. Um yeah, so sweat sets. I want the Aritzia one. Probably can't afford it, but you know. Is it one from TNA? I have know? no idea. I didn't know if it was from Wilfred or TNA. I no love Aritzia. Idea. I have a lot of Aritzia stuff and I'm obsessed with them. I just like their whole aesthetic. Well, I know it would be good quality. Like, I know if I've invested in it, it would be good quality. Yeah. I mean, I have the Melina pants and I'm obsessed. It's the best purchase I've ever made. Um, I have like three things from Aritzia though, uh, and that's all I can afford. And that's it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe a birthday thing. <laughs> Everything I've got from Aritzia has been during their Black Friday sale. <laughs> Awesome. So this time next year, Black Friday. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Awesome. <laughs> what about you? Um, I got my girl, Orion Carlotto. I hope I'm saying her fucking last name right. Um, we never know. <laughs> Orion Vanessa on Instagram and Twitter. Um, I got her book film for her for Christmas. And it's like the one thing I really wanted besides Doc Martens, which I also did get, uh, because I'm just in love with Orion. Like she is, I just want to be, I don't know if I'm in love with her, if I just want to be her, um, because just her overall aesthetic, is just so cool. Like I, she just is cool girl to me. She is she like screams cool girl. Yeah. Vibes. She is cool French girl. She's not French, but like she gives she's not the, French. No, oh. she's American. When I she's from fucking Georgia. Oh, oh, what? Okay. <laughs> she's from Georgia and like lives in LA, but she spent a month in Paris writing her book. And I was like, so what are you still doing here in America? That's what I need to do. I need to go get a hotel in Paris for a month and yeah. write my next film. Like that's what I need to do. Do and, it. Oh my god! Like, can you imagine how this. beautiful the work would be? Oh my god! And the content surrounding oh it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like I know a little bit of the language, not enough to survive, but I'll I'll figure it out. I know we. Oui. <laughs> we oui. bonjour. Croissant. <laughs> I can't even do it. Croissant. Uh-uh. Croissant. Mm-mm. That's how you say it. Mm-mm. <laughs> Cr does not produce a Q sound. No, thank you. Croissant. Croissant. Yes. Ugh. And I just put a T on the end. I'm just not, I'm not meant for Paris. No, no, it's Unfortunately, okay. I've never it's okay. been anywhere outside of the U.S. <laughs> Thanks, COVID. <laughs> and my bank account. <laughs> I was like, mm, it's COVID, my, 
really in my life blame. and my work. <laughs> it's fine. Okay, just like tear me apart real quick. It's fine. I don't care. <laughs> you did it yourself. It is what it is. But um, no film for her. It's like a poetry photography book that has all this different film photography and these beautiful love poems. And I've always wanted to create something like that. Uh, so that's one reason why I just loved it. And just the overall aesthetic that she has is just when you do. I'm gonna cool put it girl. on my coffee table. So. Yes. So let, I, like, let me know. I got you a coffee table book for Christmas, too. Yes, you did. Yeah. By the Anna Edit. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what her real name is. I read the intro. I have to decide <laughs> where I want to start. Because she said you can read it in order or out of order, like, depending on what you want to read. It's really oh, cool. I'll read it out it, of like, order. Yeah. It, like, it, like, breaks it into, like, different categories. I'll read it out of order. I'm probably going to. Yes, because I'm chaotic that way. <laughs> go to my life. Go to the lifestyle page first. Figure, my, <laughs> figure that out first. <laughs> and then worry about your home. And then worry about my house. Yeah. <laughs> Worry about like money and all that. It's so. fine. So a couple housekeeping things. Remember, we do have a Patreon and twenty twenty one goal: upload more, <laughs> upload more things, more content, well, content you, creation. Yeah, and if there's things that you guys want to see, let us know. Mm-hmm. We're trying to figure out the best way to kind of do that before, because hopefully, like my news resolution is that I fucking move. Yeah, finally to Los Angeles. I know. I'm sorry. That's not really my resolution, but <laughs> it's fine. I'm ready it's to get fine. the fuck out of North Carolina and move to California. At least we know how to Zoom. We do. We've had quarantine gave us practice. It how really to do did. Distant honestly, because we were like really nervous about that. Yeah, but it's a lot easier. It's a lot easier than we figured. Yeah. Um, so I'm not, you know, worried anymore. But um, just the timing, because we're four hours apart, it's going to be the thing that is most. Yeah, fun. and it should have been. It should be reverse. Like you need to be the one that's four hours ahead. I need to be the one that's four hours behind. <laughs> it's okay. I'm dating a night owl, so it should be fine. You'll be fine. It's yeah. gonna be. A wild ride. Yeah. I'm going to be up at all hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're about your circadian rhythm. So what? what is sleep? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I don't, what is our Patreon again? I always forget the website. The gals. Patreon.com slash the gals guide. Patreon.com slash the gals guide. And then mm-hmm. we also have social media. Follow us on Instagram at the gals guide pod. And then my personal one is at Emily Elise. That is A-L-E-E-C-E. And mine is at Hannah Nicole Adams. And. And. I just. You made, just made, made an Instagram for my music. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I just figured it would just be better. Um, so that one is at her name's Han. I think I'm going to change my artist name. To Han? Yes. To Han? Mm-hmm. Han? Han? Oh, God. Everyone's <laughs> going to call me like Han. <laughs> Ew. No, Han. <laughs> no, it's, it's Han. Han. There's also a restaurant in New York that I love called Her Name is Han. I know. I still have the photo that you sent me. <laughs> Probably going to post it on my Instagram. It's fine. You um, can have your celebratory, like, when you win the Grammy, so you can go there for dinner. Well, they're the ones that took that Instagram name, because that's what I wanted it to be, but it's fine. It is what it is. It's okay. But I'm really excited. I have not posted a single thing on there. I probably won't for a while, but it's going to be great. Doing it. So follow me there. You're doing please. it. Please. You're doing it. Yes. All right. Doing the damn thing. And also, last but not least, don't forget to subscribe, rate, review us, leave us five stars, click that fifth one, leave us a happy little review, let us know how much you love us, boost our egos even more than they already are. We'd love to see it, and you may be featured in the next episode. Bum, bum, bum. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> So if you still made it this far into um, the episode. 20 hours in. <laughs> today's episode, we are talking about learning to set and stick to your own boundaries because we're leaving the people who didn't do that to us in 2020, baby. 2021. I mean, yeah. 
I ain't walking into it like I'm claiming this is my fucking year. We're walking into 2021 like it's an antique shop. Don't touch a single fucking thing. Don't breathe the wrong way. Don't look at anything. No one claim it's your year. Now I don't want to hear a single person claim it's your year. Mm-mm. We don't know what the fucking year is going to be like. So Mm-mm. that's why there's no New Year's resolutions this year. My resolution, stay alive. Stay alive. Mine's stay just alive. like a change, like a mindset change. But I think I've already been working stay on alive. that. Get to Los Angeles. There you go. Although one in 80 people in L.A. have COVID right now. So, you know, out of so, 4 million people. So if you get there, you're probably not coming for a while. Stay, a, stay alive. Stay alive. <laughs> stay alive. Stay alive. Stay alive. Don't get COVID. Stay alive. So, yeah. Um, but also just like keep into like my boundaries and like my mentality. And I feel like everybody should be doing that in 2021. Um, and just really learning to stand up for yourself and, you know, who cares if they didn't text you at 1159 on Christmas Eve? Goodbye. Leave them at 2020. They they are trash. Just like 2020. They are so 2020. They are trash. Fuck 2020. Um, all the terminology that I could give you. Um, you do not deserve them. They do not deserve you. Yeah. That's the truth. That's the word. Sorry. I am on hyped up on sweet tea it's right okay. now. She, yep. Yep. It's fine. It is fine. Yeah. It is what it is. Um, but we kind of want to go over like we always talk about setting boundaries kind of and just you know improving that mentality of that you are worth more than you probably think that you do uh i know a lot of us probably think that we deserve to be treated the way we kind of always go after the love we think we deserve but a lot of y'all because i've seen what these listeners look like they all beautiful oh yeah they're all y'all all all fine as hell i don't know why y'all settling for these average mediocre white boys who have a nicotine addiction half the time and still live in an old frat house like i i don't understand it um so therefore we are here to help you um prosper into a new woman that you or man or whomever um in 2021 yes metamorphosis (laughs) again accountable to beautiful butterfly (laughs) but I always kind of thought like when I was trying to figure out what boundaries were, I'm like, how do you like go about setting boundaries and how do you stay to them? Because it's, it's not like a physical like thing. It's like, it's in my own head. It's like a mindset. I can, I can figure out my own loopholes kind of thing to it. Well, and too, like life is so fluid that yeah. like sometimes like a boundary I may have had when I was 17, like has no yeah. meaning right now because, you know, things change. My yeah. mindset changes. Yeah. So I think it's just, that's why I love the new year because I think that's a great time to kind of like reflect on like boundaries that you've set for yourself and see if they're still like relevant mm-hmm. and like are still like serving you and like making mm-hmm. you better. So, yeah. And so I think like one key thing, one thing that I like to do when I'm trying to establish a boundary, because like I said, it's easy for me to mentally just keep it to myself. And then I never tell anybody about it. So no one's there to hold me accountable for it. So I can say fuck it and go around it and find the loophole. But I like to name them out loud. Like I will tell Hannah, like what, like I'm no longer going to tolerate. And, you know, just being able to tell her. like and I can call you out. You can call me out. You don't always. But- I, no. <laughs> Actually, like nine times out of ten, I don't because I'm like, eh. I will usually tell somebody. You got to do it. (laughs) I'll tell you, but I also tell somebody else and somebody else that I know will keep me accountable. Like my friend, Caitlin, um, y'all both Aries, but she is the one that's like, no, like she's no bullshit. Like you fucking said this. I'm a hold your ass to it. Like all rage. (laughs) I'm also a nine. This is true. Yeah. (laughs) This is true. Peacemaker. 
you want to do that? Okay. Although that's completely opposite to what you told me like two weeks ago, but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> whatever it's makes whatever. you happy, girl. Um, that didn't happen recently or anything. It's fine. It um, is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> um, so yeah, like naming them out loud, whether that is like verbally speaking it out there to the world, I think it's a great way if you're into meditation and like chakras and stuff like that, like using your throat chakra to literally like speak it into existence. Like I will no longer tolerate inconsistency um, from the people that I am dating or the friends in my life. Um, speaking that out to the world um, and hoping that the world will hear you and bring that back to you. Telling a friend or a family member who can hold you accountable, writing it down in a journal so you can visibly see it uh, and remind yourself every single day. I think those are great little things, like little mantras you can have for yourself um, that will pr- like prosper in your real life. I think. Yeah, definitely. I think another thing, which I do, we all do. We all do this is like not lying to yourself because you think that the truth is more painful, but it isn't. Right? Yeah. Uh, I think that a lot of times, like, I think maybe initially, like initially, it would be more painful to hear the truth if it's not what you want. But like by lying to yourself and staying in something or like staying with somebody or like not putting that boundary in place, like in the long run, that's going to hurt you way more than the immediate truth. Yeah. Because if you're like me, this is something I've also just been getting really into. It's like chakras and like human design. I highly recommend anybody like look into that. If like you're interested, we can totally do a whole episode on it. If I can find somebody who does that kind of stuff, I think it'd be really interesting. But like, a lot of people are born with like a really just intuitive gut feeling women especially i think but it's so i try so hard sometimes to ignore my gut feeling because i can't ever tell if it's anxiety or if it is true intuition and i'm trying my hardest to figure that out um because my anxiety is always going to go to the worst possible scenario right um, and think that um it's the worst thing like this person is seeing somebody else or whatever it may be when in fact they may not be at all. Um, and so I'm trying to decide like if it is gut intuition or if it is just my mind overthinking things. And I think that's one thing that's going to harm your boundaries is overthinking too much because then you are going to kind of like bury yourself in this hole and then you're going to feel like you've been betrayed. Maybe you haven't been and there's no communication on both ends. So I think having that open line of communication between you you and this person you think is you know inflicting on your boundaries or whatever um can help um but i think when you're trying to decide if this is like an intuition feeling and like you're trying to trust your gut i think it's important to be able to identify two key feelings and um others that like are red flags or cues that we're letting go of our boundaries in a way so if it's feel if it's this feeling of discomfortment that discomfort that you have and resentment i can't talk today honestly um (laughs) But, like, if you're trying to decide, like, this is, like, a red flag and, like, this is something that you should take note of, why is it? And is it a feeling of discomfort or is it a feeling of resentment? And being able to identify why you're feeling the way you are, if see if it's just an insecurity um, or if it, there is fact in that matter and why you're feeling that way, I think it's a great way to see if someone's really imploding onto your boundaries. Yeah. That makes sense. No, Yeah. Definitely. But I think it's also good. Like, we've talked about red flags before on our show. I think that's like the third episode. Something like that. Something like very early on in season one. Um, And that was a really fun episode because, (laughs) but uh, yeah, it was (laughs) deciding if something's like a red flag or a deal breaker. Um, Like, for me, um, Aquarius, that's a red flag for me. Um, It may be be a deal breaker too. (laughs) Just the whole sign. Just 
just the whole sign. Um, men who work in the medical field, red flag. Um, men who play guitar, it should be a red flag for me. It should, should be. be. It should, should be. be. It needs or to be a working, red flag. Or working it needs to be a red one. flag. Um, I'm tired of pretending that I like your music. <laughs> Yes, me too. Because <laughs> half the time I don't. Do you know how awkward it is to get serenade and you're just sitting there? You know how picky I am with people and their voices and like their their no, sound. No, I'm just talking I could about, not. I could I'm not. Just talking, I don't care. I don't care if they're a, ba- they're a great singer. I don't care if they're a great singer. Just the idea of just sitting there on... If you want to ick, here's an, a great ick for you. If you want to ick, just sit there on the couch and, like, this person's, like, playing guitar and trying to serenade you, like, with their song or, like, a cover song. Uh-huh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, like, the facing there, you're just like, like, do I smile? Do I nod? Like, do I look at <laughs> The only time I want you to play your music for me is one if you're an artist who's about to release it, and I get to listen first. Yeah, like send me a send me a track of like the actual person singing it. Unless it's your song, then I don't really know what what happens there. Um, Just send it to me on Spotify. If I like you, I listen I'm gonna to like, it when you're not around. Yeah, like, like I had to now pretend that I like your music, unless or else I look rude as fuck. Yeah, and it's just like the only time I've ever like had a musician do that one is my producer but he's just literally like want to hear this song and i'm like yeah i want to hear it great yeah but like that doesn't give me the ick but like if it was like a guy that i was into and we were like working on like music together not even that but no no no. but then they're like oh let me like play this for you like no honey like i don't want you to come i want you to play with me that's why i can never date a musician because like i'm not trying to like the amount of times the amount of times we're just sitting there on a couch and the person that I'm, like, on a date with or dating just takes a guitar off their, like, wall or whatever and starts playing um, Cherry Wine and <laughs> singing. I'm just like, it's like when people sing Happy Birthday to you. Like, what the fuck are you supposed to do? I don't know. Get another glass of wine. That's what you should do. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm not drunk enough for this. I'm way too sober. Like, I just, just mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The best part, I've, the best time I've ever been serenaded, and I'm about to drive the doctor really quickly because um, he's not a musician. He thought he was. Um, was when we were late. This is also in my film. So like, I, I just, love this. <laughs> in real, the real life experience was that we were laying in, um, on his bed and everything. Um, this was after like our third date, and he like takes the like, gets his guitar out, starts playing it. Uh, he's playing fucking Boston by Augustana. It's for my emo kids out there. <laughs> Heck yeah, he is. <laughs> and it's just like, finishes playing it, singing off key. I'm like, mm-hmm, yes, king. Yeah. <laughs> yes, short king. Yeah, like, what are you... Yes, like- short king. And then he's like, did you know one in three doctors commit suicide? And I was like, what the fuck? I just went from zero to a hundred. I was just like, I choked quick. on my wine. I was like, has that, has, has that happened to you? Okay, <laughs> so we're going there. I was we're like, here. Okay. I'm awake. <laughs> All right, I'm setting my boundary right now. We're not going there. <laughs> I was like, I appreciate that you were able to open up to me like that, but I'm just not there yet, buddy. I'm not ready. And apparently that meant um, I had a fear of commitment, too. Um, of course. But, yeah. Know. Side note, I should have established a boundary there. Yes, you should um, have. I did. I did. You did. I did. You did. But it was interpreted it was, the wrong way. It, yes, exactly. So yes. always make sure that there's open line of communication and that right. your boundary is clearly established right. uh, on both ends. Right. Um, because sometimes they're not. Right. And I also think, like, it's easier. So, like, with red flags, musicians, singing, red flags, 
rating your red flags on a scale of one to ten, and anything I feel like that's above a six should be noted and taken very much into consideration. Eight and eight to ten, that should be a deal breaker. Mm-hmm. Like that should that that shouldn't that's no longer a red flag. That's we're waving the finish line flag. The checkered one. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> we're done here. Um, so I think when you were able to do that um, and really like analyze, okay, like how big of a deal is this? Is this going to affect? And not lying to yourself when you do that either. It's really important. Yeah, um, definitely. I think it's also important to not let infatuations dictate how you feel for others and how you allow others to treat you. Um, I know it's very easy. I myself find it very easy to think that it's better to stay in a relationship than be alone because this is obviously better than being alone because being alone means I have to be alone. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think a lot like, of people like... I don't like being alone. Yeah. And it's, there's, I think a lot of us nowadays have this overarching fear of uh, this be, of being alone. and Or like losing, like losing that... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? That like bond? No, like consistency. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with quarantine and everything. Like no one really wants to be alone now. Well, and like, like we talk to each other all day. It's so easy to communicate. Like you talk to each other all day, every day and, and having like fearing losing that and like losing that person to like go Mm -hmm. to. Like, Mm -hmm. I think, I feel like a lot of times people will like let that dictate like letting people treat them poorly or like not following their boundaries because that person's still there like within reach and will maybe respond. I want to make a note about consistency because this was something that I was thinking about the other day and it really, I I think I saw it on TikTok, honestly, and it got my like mind going where it's, we are dating people for such a short amount of time now. Like me, for example, like going on dates and being with somebody for three months and it ending so quickly and wondering like why are my relationships not lasting as long as my, my parents did like they would date like for years and years like why is that not happening anymore and i think it's because we're it's so accessible to talk to somebody 24 7 now and especially with quarantine we're getting to know people on a much quicker pace than any prior generation did where they had to physically they had to literally, literally be at home and wait for a phone call yeah wait that, for a phone that call may or, or may not yeah be it or physically go see this person in person yeah. and, and like or see them in school or just literally go to their house go on a proper date that was the only way you were gonna be able to talk to them uh and you treasured all those moments and you took things at a much slower pace as you were getting to know them it wasn't so like rush 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 like let me just let you know all my demons up at the very front kind of thing and when you have that consistency where you're talking every single day and then all of a sudden you stop talking, it's like an addiction. You become addicted to that consistency to where you're no longer getting it. You're going to self-sabotage by trying to rebound and find other people quickly as possible because then you don't want the dopamine in your brain to start dissipating because that's what it is. It's like you're no longer getting that dopamine rush from their name popping up on your phone. And so you're now going to you got to go get the next hit. You got to go find somebody else to do. And so a lot of people are going from relationship to relationship because they just don't want to have that crash come down on them. And I can speak that from pure, like, the experience. Um, yeah. Uh, that I literally, like, dated the doctor, broke up in August, like, on a Thursday, went on a date on that Saturday, had a rebound with somebody for a couple weeks, and then that ended. Started dating somebody, like, a couple weeks later. That lasted for three months, and it was me pushing off dealing with um, the pain, the trauma, and the emotions that the doctor originally inflicted on me to where it was just building up and cascading so high that when the crash finally came, it was worse than I ever imagined. So I think it's really important that if 
you want a healthier relationship and you like I think you did this for example like taking things at a slower pace because it one you're gonna have much more longevity with it for sure and you're gonna be able to get to know each other at a more steady and consistent and decent pace where it's not turning into obsession comfortable like you don't feel like you have to like on the third date sit down and like unload all of your baggage on this person like it's something that like when it when the topic just naturally comes up in conversation if there's something that you want to add to it then that's when you can kind of like unload I felt like because we didn't rush things like even now still like two years in like there's Mm -hmm. still things that will like get on a topic of conversation and then we can go ahead and like discuss it then it's not like a let me unload the five-year relationship that I had real quick on you right now like it's just like it doesn't feel as forced like it's not a forced conversation I don't feel like I have to tell him all of my past and trauma yeah right up front because then what like how do we grow together if Mm -hmm. we're trying to like like I almost feel like when I did that marriage last yeah like like I almost feel like I did that in my like previous relationship and like we were like trying to fix each other like there wasn't it wasn't like a I want to listen to you and like grow with you or like you've made so much growth since this it's like how can I fix you right now in this moment so that like we don't come crashing down kind of thing so I kind of hope with if everybody was able to like adopt that mindset to where we are finally taking things slower when you get serious that less divorce rates start to go down because it wasn't rushed like i feel like it was back in like the day where like you got married so young and you like rush things and everything like that and to where yeah. like you realize you're unhappy with this person like, i know so many people that got married when they were like 22 23 mm-hmm. who dated the same person for forever and like that's great that's awesome mm-hmm. But they're now divorced. Yeah. I can name five people right now that I know that are no longer with their first husband and mm-hmm. they're my age mm-hmm. or younger. Mm-hmm. And like to me, that that's something I never want to experience. I'm not mm-hmm. going to say that it's never going to happen because I don't know what's going to happen in the yeah. future. But by like switching your mindset and not feeling like you have to like throw yourself into like a freaking like – I don't know, pot of burning lava, like while you're like trying to like unload all of this stuff. Like, I don't know. I just, that has been the one thing from this relationship. Like if I could tell anyone, anything, like don't rush it because if you rush it, like it just never, it just never works. Yeah, I mean, and that was something that I had to really unlearn in therapy because when I was with the doctor, I told you that email was going to correlate to this week's episode. Yeah. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. That relationship felt like it was on hyperspeed a lot of the times because... Well, you get so much adrenaline from it. Yeah. And I had not been in a really, like, relationship, like, for eight years prior Well, and someone wanting to know about your life and wanting yeah. to hear and wanting to be there for you. Like, it's addicting. Yeah. Like, I hadn't had want somebody to... be that much invested and yeah. desirable to me. Um, and it was attractive to have somebody that interested in me and been able to like look back and be like, okay, like, did I really love this person? Or did I love how they made me feel certain things like that? I've had to really decipher that. And, you know, I always like felt like now, like if things are going too slow, then that means that person doesn't like me. And I've had to unlearn that that is not the case. Um, that relationships should be at a slow and steady pace. They should go, more gradual it doesn't mean that you have to like have met their friends by the fourth date or something like that it's not like a timeline and because it yeah if i always say here okay i i i will acknowledge that i've said this in the past and then i had conversations with another guy 
And it made me think about how everybody always says, well, if he's not your boyfriend by like three months into it, he doesn't like you or whatever. And I used to think that because when I was with the doctor, I felt like I was on a timeline. Everybody kept asking me, are you guys boyfriend or girlfriend? And I'm like three months and we're like, no, like we haven't put a label on it yet. And they're like, well, like, are you going to like, it's, it's like getting a little late. Like you're three months in, like you should like, you know, if he's your boyfriend or not. I'm like, we're just not there yet. Like, we just haven't talked. I'm not going to bring it up. And so many people nowadays, whenever I'm dating somebody, they're like, well, what are you guys? And I'm like, we're just hanging out. Like, we're, we're just dating. We're talking whatever. We're just, you know, friends, whatever it may be, whatever the dynamic is. And people are always like, um, like, when are you going to ask him? I'm like, never. I'm not going to ever. One, I'm too afraid to ever ask that. One, because we're never doing that again. <laughs> did that once. I did that once and it was awful. Um, we see where he got me. Never again. Nope. I'm fine. I will. And that's the thing, too. I know that my boundary is, though, it's consistency and it's also um, security that, like, I'm not going to act like your girlfriend if you're not treating me like your girlfriend and if you're not making me your girlfriend. Um, I will continue to – I will give you that behavior if you reciprocate that behavior and I know that that – you want to be with me and you're not seeing anybody else and we're exclusive. Right. And then you ask me to be your girlfriend. Then I'll, it's like you will unlock another level kind of thing. Yeah. I, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to spend the night at your house. Uh, I'm not going to take the time to like introduce you to my family, things like that. Yeah. Um, things that are the most important and most intimate to me. Like I do not sleep over at guys' houses. Yeah. Like unless, and cause I used to do that. I did it with a doctor because it was a like i thought it was head towards relationship but now i do not do that because to me like that's a huge deal like yeah yeah. and it's just like no like i unless i'm your girlfriend i'm sleeping in my own bed by myself yep that's another thing too i don't like sleeping in a bed with another person (laughs) i do not sleep well in a bed with another person but like i know that is my boundary yeah and so that's a boundary i had to learn in my previous relationship was that our energies of about the relationship were not Mm mm-hmm even at all and and i told myself like i will not be with someone whose energy about this relationship like if their energy does not meet mine then like i'm done like bye like what what's the point like i want you to be just excited about us as i am yeah Yeah, it's not hard yeah and it's i mean sometimes but like sometimes the energies are off like sometimes like i'm putting more right or like you know that person's having a low day, so you yeah. you hype it up a little or vice versa. Like, yeah. you can't always be 50-50 the whole time. But for the majority of the time, if we're not, like, having the same goals and, like, mm-hmm. like thoughts about the relationship, like, I'm not, I'm not wasting my time. I've seen a lot of people talk about, like, this, like, the whole, like, if their energy doesn't match yours kind of thing, like... If he's not giving me, like, the same amount of energy, then I'm leaving him goodbye. And I've seen a lot of people be like, you know, if someone's not giving you, like, not, like, giving you that energy and everything, it doesn't mean that they don't like you. It doesn't mean they don't want to give you that. There might be something in their mind that physically they are not ready to do and they physically can't do. However, that is their reasoning. It's not an excuse. That, that is their reasoning. It is not an excuse for you to accept that, though, because if you want someone who is ready, it's up to you to then leave that relationship because that person is not ready to be the person you want them to be. Right. So, and you can't change them. It's not up to you to change them. It's not up to you to be like, okay, well, I'll patiently wait till you're ready. No. Mm-mm. You want someone who's ready. What if they're not ready for another five years? Yeah. You want someone who's ready. Right. Go. There's someone out there who is ready to be with you. So go find that person. Mm-hmm. Like, And that, that's like a, for me, that was a boundary that I had to stick to. Like, yeah. I, I was like, I cannot, I'm, I'm ready to be with somebody like very seriously. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to do this whole 
you're not ready, that's fine. Like, if you're not ready, that's fine. That's that's you. But, like, mm-hmm. I am, so, like, this isn't going to yeah. work. Because I know I have said before on this podcast, like, if he wanted to, he would. And, like, I, I do stand by that. If he wanted to, he would. He may like you just as much as you like him, but it's physically so hard for him to do what you want him to do. So it's not that he doesn't want to. He wants to. He just can't so it's not to you to wait for him to get to that point or up to you to fix him to get so he can get to that point are you for to be patient or wait you can do that if you're in a secure place to do that however don't stop living your life and if you want someone who's ready to be in a relationship with you go find someone else who's ready to be in a relationship with you doesn't mean he doesn't like you doesn't mean he doesn't want to be with you because i don't like that mentality of like you're not good enough you're not attractive enough you're not pretty enough yeah like that yeah whole like there's nothing wrong with you right there's nothing wrong with you he loves you probably he is obsessed with you wants to be with you however there is something that he needs to do that he is insecure about that he can no longer give you that relationship that you're wanting you're probably you know like i think a lot of times like with the doctor i probably like he he was acknowledged that he has commitment issues i brought those out in him Mm -hmm. because he knew how much that i wanted that he knew that was ready for that he knew it himself though he could not give me that because he thought so low of himself that i didn't deserve that and I fully I think that that's how it was with us. And so it wasn't up to me to stay around, wait for him, to fix him, show him that what love is like, that so he could be my boyfriend, whatever it may be. It was up to me to leave their relationship and go find somebody else who was ready to be committed to me. Yeah. Still haven't found them, but you know. You will. We will. Like, that just, they may not be in North fucking Carolina. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> but... I think when you're you're going to be more able to see that kind of things when you spend more time by yourself and take care of yourself. I think self-care is key. And the more time you spend with yourself and learn yourself, you're able to stand up for yourself more often because you know that like, I got me. You're the only person that's ever going to stand up for yourself. Oh, yeah. So you have to be able to establish these boundaries because no one else is going to do that for you. Your partner can't do that. Your partner sees that you don't have high boundaries. And that you, they can use you however they want to. They will take advantage of that. There are people out there who will. I can speak from experience. So it's important that you know yourself. You know your like core values. And I think that everybody should have five core values. Um, and I never really thought about this. I think of it like as an employer kind of thing. Like their yeah. employers think of like five core values that every employee should kind of have. Um, and like respect for all teamwork um integrity things like that yeah yeah um just for example but i think that a lot of people should take those core values and put them into their dating and friendship and life um and once you know your five core values be able to stick to them and you'll be able to weed out the process of people who should be in your life because if they're not meeting one of those five core values goodbye like that's not something for you so we took the time um to kind of sit down and write down our five core values and i say five specifically because Yes, I could add a lot more to my list, but if you add, like, everything could be a core value, but if everything's a core value, then nothing's a priority. So these are five things that, like, I have to have in a relationship or else I, this is not, it's not going to work out for me. And there are things that I've dated people before and, like, one of them wasn't there and I stayed because I was bored and didn't want to be alone. And, um... Now, like, looking back, like, I was, like, I should not have been in that one. And so going to 2021, I had these five core values. I'm going to stick to them. There's, like, a couple, like, honorable missions. Right, but, like, right. they are not things that are going to, I think, like, I would, I would love to have them. They're important. But these are the five that, like, I will not ever budge on kind of thing. But I want to hear yours first. Um. Well, perseverance is one. I feel like these are also yeah. ones that you have in your boyfriend. So you yeah. can speak on that. 
Yeah. So perseverance, like I got to date somebody who like pushes and like pushes me and tries and and, like pushes the boundary of like what, what they want to achieve in life and Mm -hmm. like doesn't easily give up. Um, I feel like in the past I have. And so having somebody who settled a lot. Yeah. And so having someone who doesn't do that Mm -hmm. is very important to me because I like if I'm in a low point, then I will like find myself sliding back into that. Mm -hmm. And so um, by having that in someone, it really helps me Mm -hmm. like also persevere. Mm -hmm. Um, Empathy. I feel like I'm one of the most empathetic people you're a nine that I know, and um, like I've said on the you podcast have a water before, sign as a moon. Like if someone cries, like I feel like I, I am going to cry. I like will bite my tongue, so I don't. Mm-hmm. But um, I. I oh hate, my god, were you almost I, crying on my birthday then when the doctor made me cry? Yes, I was so like. <laughs> I was so mad. I was like, I, I was like, calm down, calm down. They're, they're going to work it out. I'm like, I need to go up there. Like, ugh, I'm just going to like, I was so upset. Um, so Blaine, I'll just speak to him, speak about him, but he is also like one of the most empathetic, probably the most empathetic mm-hmm. person that I know. Um, he really is. I mean, after me and the doctor went through a breakup, is. he like texted me to make sure that I was okay. And I was like, oh, he nice. cares about others more than he does himself. And, um, and I don't necessarily need that in a person or like in a friend, like caring for others more than themselves, but being able to empathize. Like I feel like because of my job, I just like it's a it's a big part of who yeah. I am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and just like, I don't know, like caring about other people, like that's important. Like, too. You should just like do that like automatically. Um, how dare you? Yeah. No, I want to do a selfish Leo. That's exactly. why you're friends with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I already got you. Um for this one, I was going to say communication, but I think it really just boils down to honesty for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not honest with me, then goodbye, because I I can't. I can't with lying. I I don't see the purpose in it. I can't it. lie to her. There's something happened recently. I'm not, I'm the fucking not sharing it with y'all. Yeah. Something happened recently and I was like, I wasn't going to tell her. And I was like, I can't I got fucking to. lie to her. Yeah. Damn it. Like, I got to tell her. Like, <laughs> and I and I think it, one, I try to be as honest as possible. Like if, if something happens that I, you know, don't know the true truth like mm-hmm. the full truth and like okay whatever but i you're also scorpio moon so you don't like when people are secretive with you i don't and i just feel like if you're gonna be in my life then like and i think it's just the household i was raised into we just did we did not lie mm-hmm. and it's um it's just to me it's very disrespectful mm-hmm. uh so honestly i love how you're friends with somebody who lies for a living honesty is <laughs> Like, that's a little bit different. Like, if your job is creativity, then, like, you can stretch the truth. But, like, when it comes down to something important, like, please don't lie to me. But also, like, that that's one part of it. But another piece is, like, being honest about, like, emotions and, like, feelings. And, like, I feel like my boyfriend and I have a very open line of communication about, like, how a situation makes us feel. I feel like we are better about that as friends. Mm-hmm. Um and just not letting things build up, mm-hmm. just being honest. Mm-hmm. Like if something upsets me, I'm going to tell you yeah. point blank. Like was, I've learned that in the past year, honestly, I would say. Yeah. I was talking about that when I was going to get my lashes done the other day to our girl, Caitlin, who does both of our lashes. And um, we were talking about like friendships and honesty and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, Hannah and I's friendship like works out like because we were able to work together just because like we're so like upfront and like candid with each other about everything. Um, and... She made me know it. She was like, yeah, that's, like, how the best relationships are. Like, if you're completely candid. I'm like, yeah, if you tiptoe around somebody's feelings, like, it's not going to work. Right. Um, and just 
knowing like you should just know like where your partner or your best friend or whoever just lies about certain things um that you wouldn't have to be you wouldn't have to tiptoe around certain things like right that. yeah so yeah another one for me is dependability uh I need to be able to depend on you when I need to be able to depend on you. Mm -hmm. Not always because I'm very much an independent person. But when it comes down to being in a relationship with someone, there are going to be things that you do as a collective and you don't do just as your own, whether that's like paying bills like or, you know, being able to talk about a topic that's really hard or if I'm having a bad day, like, are you going to be able to do this, these things that need to get done? And so for me, like being able to depend on somebody is really hard for me. So finding someone whom I trust enough to depend on is very important Mm -hmm. to me. So someone who just like, I don't know, won't drop the ball basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then another thing for me is passion and that can be taken however you would like to take it. Um, But for me, just like passion for life and passion for you, me and passion for, (laughs) I just um, want someone who thinks I'm beautiful. I'm a Libra rising. So like, I just need somebody who's just obsessed with me. Honestly, just get to the point. (laughs) Literally just want to be the center of attention. It's fine. No, but just like, I feel like people who are very passionate, whether that's about like their work or what they're creating or like their love life or cooking, like whatever it is, like there's just so much more joy Mm -hmm. in those parts of your life. And so that's something for me um, that I really look for in a person Mm because I know how much of a passionate person I am. And so I want someone who's going to meet me at that level. Mm -hmm. So I get that. What about mine? um, So like they're kind of similar a little bit, but like so also a little bit different like in certain ways so like my first one is ambition i date people who are not driven at all and i cannot do it you need to have a goal in life um and with that uh a lot of confidence also exudes as well too i love confident people but like ambition and confidence i think go together Mm -hmm. but yeah for me like i need somebody who like is super ambitious and like has dreams because i have really big dreams and i'm somebody who's very ambitious i have been from a very young age so i need somebody who is also going to be like i need a power couple kind of dynamic that's what i really do (laughs) (laughs) like i need somebody who is going to be um the better looking non-cheating version of jay-z to my beyonce there Um, you go I need the Tim McGraw to my Faith Hill. Yes, so I, do. I need that's oh, what I need. I, need, I was best. trying to think of like a stable. I need the Keith Urban to my Nicole Kidman. Yes, you do. Yeah. There you go. Country stars. <laughs> Obviously they're the best. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> but like that's like what I need. And I need because people who are confident enough, they're gonna be ambitious enough to do those. That's why I did somebody who was a doctor, somebody who wants to be an actor. Um people who are musicians because those are there's a very high ambitious dreams that a lot of people are going to try and put you down for even attempting to do and it's something that i can relate to that's why i like those kind of people um i've dated people who are just completely settled with their life and just you know living in a small town kind of thing it's not me i need you to be driven because um i just don't want to feel like i'm the only one like pulling this steamboat ahead if that's up for lack of a better term like i just i need somebody who's gonna be right beside me not curtailing behind me um i need i need a partner that's what i really look for it's not just a boyfriend it's a partner because i'm looking for somebody who's going to be able to take this on with me um creativity to go off of that some i i I cannot date somebody who is not creative. I would prefer to date somebody who is creative like, as their f- job, like actor, filmmaker, writer, photographer, um, musician, artist, dancer, whatever it may be. Um, 
just because that is it's just so much of who i am as a person like i literally do almost everything that's artistic um my family is artistic my dad is an artist um and so it's just so ingrained at who i am and it has been all my life that i can't date somebody who's like a financier because i'm sorry that's super boring to me um i tried dating a doctor because he was you know his undergrad major was in philosophy and he was really into literature and he liked theater and everything but our brains did not operate on the same way. Like I feel like artists operate on a very emotional level. They think more with emotions and they do logic. Um, and he was very much more a logistic person. He was all about logic and like it had to, he had to think about it. It makes sense. Whereas I always reacted off of my emotions um, and my intuition and was just like, you know, let's just go with it. Like, you know, let's just, if it works out, it works out kind of thing. Like just go with the flow kind of thing. And he very much was not that kind of person. And so I need someone who can do that. I feel like artists are a lot more, um, I'm just emotional people and more sensitive in that way as well too. Um, but I just feel like it's easier to understand my lifestyle because it is a lifestyle. Um, and you are going to understand that like, Hey, I act, I'm going to kiss people in these films and you got to be okay with that. Most people who are artists are going to understand that and be right, cool with it. Yeah. Um, humor <laughs> yeah <laughs> you that's are, an obvious that's an obvious one <laughs> um you are not allowed to be funnier than me um i will never date a white man who is funnier than me um because how dare they and i will never give them that ego boost um <laughs> but yes you have to be funny um i've dated people who are dry and it's the most boring thing ever i don't i i i love being funny i like being humorous I don't want to be the only one making jokes in the room. It gets awkward. I feel like I'm doing a stand-up special at this point and no one's laughing. No one's laughing. Like, it's really awkward. And obviously, all your friends are going to like me more than you. And they're going to want to trade you in um, for me. So, um, I'm I'm looking out for you in the long run with that one. There you um, go. <laughs> like, I've, you've seen this firsthand, guys, who are just not funny trying to hit on me. And I'm just like... Yep. I can crush you like in two seconds. I can immediately tell if you're into someone or not. Yeah. It's so obvious. It's so obvious because of the way that you just respond like, oh, it's so funny. If I'm into you, I'm laughing. It's even if it's not funny. Even if we're talking about like a fucking cockroach. (laughs) Like, like when you're not into them, I'm like, I feel so uncomfortable for this person (laughs) because they're trying so hard. It's just not working. You've seen it firsthand oh. many times. You saw it on New Year's Eve. I saw it on New Year's Eve. <laughs> anyway, like, yeah, so fun. Okay. Anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, hey, at least you know I'm honest. Very, very, very um, honest. Communication for sure, and I, I honesty goes in with that. But like, I need somebody who can just communicate like their feelings with me and just be open about their. Um, and just like open communication like i can't know that i'm being like a bad girlfriend if you or a bad friend if you don't fucking tell me um i need somebody who can communicate um their own needs and speak up for themselves and someone who can be fine with me communicating vice versa who's not who's fine with me communicating my boundaries who's fine with me being open and honest about my feelings and be like if i need to call you out on something like i'm going to and i'm not i don't need you to get butthurt about it like i'm going to be candid and i'm going to comment on things but like if i offend you i need you to like communicate that with me i respect you to be an adult and communicate like your feelings and um i also just words of affirmation is also my love language so i need you to be able to um communicate with me in that way um i do not tolerate yelling 
whatsoever. It's very easy for me to get to a hot temper, but I need somebody who's going to be able to communicate in a calm manner to me. Um, because if you start yelling at me, I will not yell at you unless you start yelling at me. Oh yeah. That's Um, how I am. Yeah. And I need somebody who can communicate in a healthy way. Um, and, and, uh, who can just like, just speak their mind, like just be candid with me in that way. Um, but yeah, I love talking. Clearly, I have a we have a podcast. Um, I'm in communication. Yeah, like as a degree, I, I wrote, <laughs> I write, I talk all the time. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, and then lastly, consistency. Um, I've realized that I need that over like now, and it's not saying that I need you to talk to me every single day. But once we've established a routine of consistency, I need you to be able to adhere to it. And if like you can't, like if something's up, like we can't talk or something like that, like communicate that with me. It goes back to that as well too. Um, like I don't like being ignored. Um, and if I text you and you don't reply within a day, um, that's inconsistent. And I'm not gonna fall, not gonna ride with that. Like you're gonna have to communicate. Like I do it with you. Like I tell you when I'm going to work, and like if we're in the middle of texting, I'll be like, "Hey, I'm gonna go to work real quick." Yeah. And then like so you know then like why I'm not replying right like, immediately, right. and right. I need somebody who can do that. And with consistency, I just mean like being just like upfront, like and consistent with your emotions, with your feelings for me, what this, where this is going, like not just like ghosting me, giving me mixed signals, things right, like that. Yeah. Like I'm not going to tolerate mixed signals whatsoever. If your actions and words are not aligning, then I'm not going to continue to entertain you. That's what I really mean by the consistency. It's just like it goes into the commitment aspect of the relationship and just being there for me. And I understand people have off days and things like that, but it goes back to communication yeah, and telling me it, that. It does, yeah. yeah. I feel like everything, right? Well, he said this all the time. Everything rides on communication because this is like the most important thing in the world yeah so yeah i'm not a mind reader like no no like just just fucking tell me like and you're not gonna hurt my feelings i promise you if you just if you're open and honest with me um i will be hurt at first but i'm gonna appreciate that you were candid with me if you were trying to be open and honest with me but like use that as like an excuse like well i told you how i felt it's like okay yes but you also didn't take my feelings into consideration when you were communicating it you told it in a very like harsh and blunt way not in a more caring nurtured way as if you cared about me like you would does that make sense yes yeah yes okay well i think everyone listening to this should sit down and take the time to list out five core values because i think that is like super helpful and we can leave a link in the show notes to like this website that we looked at to like it has like 200 words of like different yeah. words that people can use as core values because when someone told me that i was like i have to think about like words i don't know <laughs> i know like i was like funny being truthful like you know like <laughs> i was like oh honesty sounds so much better <laughs> yeah. like but i think it's important whether or not you're looking for a partner or like even friends like if you like i just feel like it could be so beneficial to you yeah and, and think about it as a workplace, you, like where yeah. you want to work, like what kind yeah. of work environment, what core values do you expect your employer to have? Right. And it can just hold you more accountable in 2021. Yeah, absolutely. And I think if you're in a relationship with somebody or you are really in love with someone and you're thinking about this, one thing I also heard was um, if you think you truly love someone and you just don't have an obsession with them and you really want to know if you truly love this person, list out all the things you love about them, not how they make you feel or what they can do for you. Not like, Oh, he's funny because he, like, he, I love that he makes me laugh. Like, no, do you like his humor? Like, 
what about his humor right. do you like? Right. Like, do you like the type of jokes he makes? Like, what is it? Being very specific about that because I, I did it before we started doing this, like, recording. And I was doing it with somebody and I was, I could list out all these things very mm-hmm. easily. Um, but then I look at people I've dated before and granted, I am looking at it with a different lens than at the time. But I, looking back, I'm like, mm, I really can't name you that many reasons why. Yeah. Outside the fact of how they made me feel. Right. Kind of thing. Right. So. Yeah. I think that's very important. But. My last thing I want to say with establishing boundaries is just remembering, like, your boundaries are not meant to upset anybody else. They are meant for your own self-care and your own self-respect. Um, and you have, like, these basic rights that you're allowed to, which is um, I have a right to say no without feeling guilty. Um, because that's so hard for me to do sometimes. Oh, it's terrible. I hate yeah. I hate saying no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm such um, a, yes, a yes woman. I have the right to be treated with respect. That's a big thing for me. That If I can list another core value, it's respect. Respect, yeah. Um, I have a right to make my needs as important as others. Um, it's so easy for me to put other people's needs before mine, but mine matter just as much as theirs do. Um, I have a right to be accepting of my mistakes and failures. You're not perfect. You never will be perfect. It's fine. Um, and I have a right to not meet others' unreasonable expectations of me. Um if someone is in love with the idea of you, you can't live up to that. Um, it's not your fault either that you can't live up to that um, because they put you on a ridiculously high pedestal um, without telling you of that. And, and you're just going to know fall you, right off. Yeah. <laughs> how are you supposed to know that you're on display in the fucking like Galleria without like, letting someone know of that? But well, is there anything else that you had to say about boundaries? I feel like we covered it all really well. And I feel like we set you guys up with like a great like guide for 2021 yeah i I was telling her like i I don't even really have 2021 goals i feel like more of it is just like changing my mindset like my mindset about life and about people we are in the age of aquarius now so that's all it's about we're just chilling here trying to live up to the boundaries that we've set for ourselves. and it's just more about self-care there was something i thought about the other day where I've been manifesting a lot more lately and a lot of it's been coming true. It's very freaky because with the doctor, I'm not shitting you guys. Like if you're still listening, um, <laughs> like two days before the doctor emailed me, I had a dream. The doctor found out about my film and got in contact with me. Yeah. And he literally happened. texted me about it. it and then that freaked happened. Me the fuck out. And I was like, I was like, so the bad things can happen. Like the good things are possible too. It's so easy for you to believe, like you look in the mirror and for you to believe that, Oh, I'm fat or, Oh, like I need to like, I I don't look good today. Or like uh, he's probably with someone else. It's so much easier for you to believe those things than for you to believe, Oh, I'm beautiful. Oh, yeah, I, I, look I look amazing. Hot as hell. Like, like I am hot girl shit right he's here. He's obsessed with me. He's like, like in love with me. He cannot get over <laughs> me. It's so much easier for you to believe the negative than it, it is. is the good things. So I've been trying to like change my mindset and think about, the better things yeah like and just and talking there. and talking like uh saying things like they are already happened that they've already happened yeah, putting it more into that what present tense future yes, tense present tense present, present and past tense. tense present and past yes yes it's been very helpful mm-hmm. so i guess there's a survival tip for this week i'm gonna leave you like with a little mantra that you guys can manifest and you guys can put into existence okay it is repeat after me okay Repeat, Repeat after, after me. me. Okay. <clears throat> the person I seek is already seeking me, and I remove any blocks that are standing in between us. I love it. If the person you're seeking is someone who respects your boundaries, you are going to find them. Mm-hmm. And don't ever doubt that because the moment you doubt that, the world and universe is going to not going to give it to you. They're going to think you need more time. So fully believe. Say, I am ready for love. 
and I'm ready for somebody who respects my boundaries and someone who can, whatever your five core values are, someone who is, you know, honest, communicative, whatever they may be, same amount to the universe, bring that into your life. And I think really holding yourself accountable to that kind of stuff is going to allow you to live a better 2021 because fuck 2020. Loki. <laughs> And so that does it for today's episode of The Gals Guide. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Gals Guide Pod. Also, like us on Facebook at The Gals Guide and become a Gal Scout in our Facebook community. You can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com, and our personal social media, which will be linked in the show notes. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. It really does help us out. So thanks for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.